Alrighty, alrighty, people. Let's get started. Yay. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a night of Shemitah. Welcome to Sacred Elohim's Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. This is Kim, your local rabbi and minister here. Glad to see you. And this is our first session, our first month, our first week. So we are discussing the Shemitah. Uh, tomorrow evening will be devotional time, but this is our Shemitah time. So uh, there will be announcements periodically and, and stuff like that on a crop out of nowhere. So but right now we're taking a look at Jonathan Kahn, one of my more favorite authors. Perry Stone's another one that I like as well. So we are going to be talking about the Shemitah and what is a Shemitah. So to start discussing, one. The Mystery of the Shemitah. This is our book by Jonathan Kahn. Our first month, we're discussing the origins of how a Shemitah come to be. So I'm going to term what a Shemitah or Shemitah is. It's a sabbatical year. I'm going to ask you, what is it? What is a Shemitah? A Shemitah, um, a Shemitah or a Shemitah, as some call it, is a sabbatical year, also called a year of release, a year of shivits. Or a year of sevenths. That's what shivit means. So that's where they get the word Shemitah. Uh, the seventh year of the seven years of agricultural cycle of Israel. So you got to put it in a Hebrew perspective. It's one cycle. When you reach the seventh cycle of seven years. In other words, a full circle, another full circle, another full circle. You get six. When seventh comes in, the land rests. So our review for week one, the name of it is, for week one is of, of chapter one, is a mystery of 3,000 years. How do we equate a mystery of 3,000 years in chapter one? So we got, is it possible that a book could predict the future? Is it possible a prophet of that book could predict the future? Without God in it. I don't think so. But I believe more in Yahuwah or God and Jesus than I do anything else. So let's see. Is it possible? Is it possible there is an existence of a 3,000 year old mystery? Hmm. Have you ever thought that? A 3,000 year old mystery. That's quite a long time. That's nearly three things that may come to your mind. Okay, um, behind everything of the implosion of, interesting, hmm, think about it, excuse me, my nose is itching, now this includes the New York Stock Exchange, it includes the 9-11 collapse, interesting, he would mention the 9-11 collapse, there's several 7s and 10s within that that people counted, by the way, the collapse of the American and world economy, Ooh, that's a big one. We're going to be looking at that as well. Uh, the rise of nations, the fall of nations, and uh, events not happening yet. So, we are um, looking at certain things, and I'm going to give kudos to our music back here. Mercy Me, wonderful music, Mercy Me. All right, so let's get started. Q&A. Now, you want to write it down, you can write it down, or you can just answer it as usual. I'm going to pose this question. Is it possible, and Jonathan Kahn 
posted as well, that the words of the ancient text are determining and controlling the future of the financial realms, the business realms, and the economic realms. Think about that. Uh, we look at this in Leviticus 25. So we're going to take a turn to 25 here. Or Verahim, as they call it. You'll turn with me to Leviticus 25. We'll take a deeper nuance into this. Both my Facebook, both my Instagram, and my podcasters. All right, so let's see what he says here. Leviticus 25, 20 through 22. All right. If you ask... So he says, if you ask, if we aren't allowed to sow seed or harvest what our land produces. So this is talking about produce, or in this case, produce was their form of payment at that time. Okay. What are we going to eat the seventh year? Interesting that they would say that. Their economic of Israel was based on three things. There was no money before David, so their, their main thing was grains, fruits, and animals. That was their three main agricultural produ- products, and they used so many animals to trade or so much grain to trade or so much olive oil to trade or so much fruit. That was their commerce at the time, so you got to think back to that. All right, let's take a further look. Then I will order my blessings on you during the sixth year. So he's going to give them a triple portion. So that the land brings forth enough produce for all three years. So there's the number three mentioned in the, that is mentioned. The eighth year you will sow seed after the seventh year, but not eat the, uh, but eat the old. So they would continue living on their harvest from the previous year. That would carry them through until the ninth year. Uh, store produce until the ninth year. So they store, the, this is stored produce they're eating until the ninth year. That is until the produce of the eighth year comes in. Okay. You will eat the old and old stored food. So he's telling them that three year period, they will live on the three years rations that comes in the sixth year. When the land rests. After that, the eighth year, they go back to planting produce, raising cattle, whatever. They get blessings from that, but they won't be any produce for the eighth year. So they have to continue living on the existed stored food until the ninth year. When the ninth year come in, by then, the produce from the eighth year is in full bloom. They have enough to come about. Okay, so that explains Leviticus 25, 20 through 22. Now we're going to look at 26, which is just a chapter over about the other half of what they had to do. And that would be verses 33 through 35. And we're going to see what he says here. 33, you will, you I will not despair among the nations, and 
I will draw out the sword in pursuit of you. Your lands will be desolate. Your cities will be wastelands if they did not honor this. Then at last the land will be paid. It's Shabbat, a day of rest, as long Let's see, as long as it lies desolate, you are in the land of your enemies. The land will rest and be repaid. It's Shabbat. So he's saying the seventh year or the Sabbath rest or the Shemitah in the Jubilee, which is every seven years in a 50-year cycle, is to be a time of rest. Yes, as long as it lies desolate, it will have a rest. The rest it did not have during your Shabbat where you lived there. So if they dishonored the land, then God would come in and punish them. The land would be laid desolate. There wouldn't be anything on the land for that for a certain number of years. And they would go into captivity. That was their punishment. Okay. So now our next question we pose. Is it possible that an ordinance given to a relatively small and obscure, obscure now, Middle Eastern nation is now determining the future of every nation on earth. Put that perspective. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 15, 1 through 6. So we're leaving Vayekrim and going to Devrim or Deuteronomy 15. And we're going to take a look here at what he says. Our Father in above says, 1 through 6, At the end of every seventh year, you are to have a Shemitah, a rest. Here is how the Shemitah is to be done. Every creditor is to give up what he has loaned to his fellow members of the community. He is not to force his neighbors or relatives to repay it, because Adonai's time of remission has been proclaimed, or time of release okay you may demand the foreigner repay his debt but you are to release your claims on whatever your brother owes you talking about the Jews or in this case my brethren would be Christian and Jew in spite of this there will be no one needy among you because Adonai will certainly bless you in the land which Adonai your Yahuwah is giving you as an inheritance to possess. If only you would listen carefully to what your Adonai, to what Adonai your Yahuwah says, and take care to obey all these mitzvahs I have given you today. Yes, Adonai your Yahuwah will bless you as he promised you. He will lend money. You will lend money to many nations without having to borrow, and you will rule over many nations without their ruling over you. So this was his promise if they obeyed the seventh year. Okay, so we now see how it determines if a nation rises or falls. So the next question we're going to pose, and that will be in Jeremiah, is, is it possible that a spiritual principle given to the nation of shepherds and farmers lies behind the expansion and collapse of virtually every stock market in the world. Ooh. Let's go to Jeremiah now. We're going to take a look at what Jeremiah says very quickly before we at the top of the hour. And we'll see what Jeremiah has to say. Jeremiah 34, 13 and 14. 
So here we go again with the same principle. Uh, Jeremiah 13, Adonai Tesfato, the Yahuwah of Israel says to go to the men of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Israel and say, Woe, you ever learn to listen to my words as Adonai, the words of Yachdavid, the son of Rakava, which you have ordered his offspring not to drink wine or obey. So to this day, they did not drink any because he heeded their ancestors' orders. But I have spoken to you, spoken frequently, and you have not listened to me. So he's saying here they are not listening to his orders, apparently. Uh, and that's in 35. So he was looking at Isaiah, Jeremiah 35, 14, 13 and 14. Now we're going to go back a chapter and look at 12, uh, 13 and 14 and, and see what it says. Okay, 13. Here is what Adonai, your Yahuwah of Israel says. When I brought you, your ancestors, out of the land of Egypt where they lived as slaves, I made this covenant with them, a covenant. At the end of the seventh year, every one of you is to set free his brother's brother Hebrew, who has been sold sold to you as a servant and has served you for six years. You are to let him go free from you. But your ancestors did not listen to me or pay any attention. So they continued the practice of holding people accountable for what they were supposed to do. And in 35, that reflects as this particular king of Israel not honoring that. He was still keeping his servants on. Okay, we are at the top of the hour. And I'm going to welcome you to Impact Church. You can find their webpage at impact-ironton.com. They have Sunday services. And then Thursday, they have life groups. I welcome you to both. Their Sunday services are 11 a.m. in the morning. Uh, Before that, at 10, they have what they call Dream Team, uh, which I do attend that. And I also attend Impact itself. You can find their church at 2319 South 6th Street at Arnton, Ohio. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram. Tomorrow night, between 6 and 6.30, I'd come early before 6. Impact Church, Sunday, March the 1st. They're having an evening, an evening, an evening loving my Jesus. The band written will be there. So come for a time of worship. A time of prayer, a time of praise, and a time of singing. But please leave all your electronics at home and do not bring it in to do the recording. Uh, they will appreciate that most up to it. Um, I would advise if you have a phone, turn it off, keep it in your pocket, or keep it in your car. <laughs> that would be my point of view. Well, we're now at the top of the hour, and I will be signing off for 10 minutes. I'll see you guys in 10 minutes. All right, I welcome my Facebook viewers back, my Instagram viewers, and my podcast viewers. So, the last thing we discussed was where in Jeremiah 35 and 34, where it talked about the people being judged for not honoring, releasing their own brother and kin that worked for them or who were slaves. So now we are going to go in. Section 4, we're going to look at Nehemiah. So here's a question posed. Is it possible 
that a mystery over 3,000 years old on a desert mountain pinpoint the exact time down to date and hour of some of the most critical events in modern history. Okay, so we're going to go to Nehemiah. We're going to look at Nehemiah here. And to my Jewish viewers, you should understand. Looking for Nehemiah here. Give me a minute. Sorry, because I'm I'm using a book that's not all right. Eleven thirty-one is Nehemiah. Okay, here we go. So we're going to Nehemiah ten thirty-one. We're going to read 31. All right. So we're going to start at 3031. It says uh, on Nehemiah 1031, it says, We will not give our daughters as wives to the people of the land or take their daughters as wives for ours. If the people of the land bring merchandise or food to sell on Shabbat, we will not buy from them on Shabbat. Or on a holy day, we will forego planting and harvesting our fields during the seventh year and collect debt, collecting debt then. So they're saying that this was a promise that they made to God in Nehemiah, but they broke it, um, which is a critical point in history. If we break the promises that God has given us, ooh, it could be consequences. Think about it, my Facebook, my podcasters and my instagrammers think about it if you make a promise and you break that promises there's consequences real big consequences Ooh, i wouldn't want to think about it let's go to second chronicles 36 20 and 21 sorry about that my nose is itching <laughs> Okay, and that's just right. Second uh, Chronicles is right before Matthew. Remember that. Or Devrahim Bet. Okay, 36. We'll go look at 20 and 21. And see what our master says about that. 20. Those who had escaped the sword, he carried off to Babel. Babylon. And they became slaves to him and his sons until the reign of the king of Persia. Thus was fulfilled the word of Adonai taken by Yahrahim, Yahuwah, or Isaiah, until the land had been paid her Shabbat. For as long as it lay desolate, it kept Sabbath until 70 years had passed. So they were 70 years of Shabbat. That's quite a long time to be in another land, 70 years. Okay, now it was 21. And that's what we're looking at is the punishment for disregarding the Father's instructions. Okay, now we're going to number five. 
And is it possible that this mystery is even now governing the future of everyone reading this word and the lives of the most inhabitants of the planet? Is it governing? So we're going to look at 2 Kings 19. Malekum Bet. Bet Malekum, 2 Kings 19. Nineteen. We're going to look at twenty-nine. This will be the sign for you this year. You will eat the grains that grow of itself. The second year you will eat what grows from that. But in the third year you will sow, reap, plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. So that was his promise to them that if they followed what he had established, that... It would be very beneficial to them. So here's the points we're taking home now. This might sound like a scientific fiction, but it is real and still practiced today. This is a real phenomenon as could be. The book reveals much on the real form that is written on the Shemitah subject. This is what Jonathan is saying. The Shemitah, much less, is a mystery. And what surrounds it? How does it impact, alter, and determine by its manifestations? This all began on a desert mountaintop, which upon it, a bearded man, time warden man, stood waiting for the revelation of God itself. It will continue through a series of supernatural encounters in the desert wilderness. Within the revelation of this mystery, of the Shemitah will begin. It continues through and unfolds in the world of weeping prophets walking around on the holy cities. This is the reason for the holy city now laying in ruins and rumbles and in destruction. The mystery continues to unfold beyond ancient times. It will embrace America's rise to world power, the collapse of Wall Street and the stock market around the world, and the march of soldier allies into Berlin, the post-war global order, 9-11 events, and the Great Recession, and much more. The mystery will cover with second dramatics. The mystery of the towers, Babel, and Ground Zero. How are those linked? And the Shemitah operates globally and nationally. All right, let's go to the next page. The mystery was first revealed in The Harbinger, a book that he wrote. The book followed this one in more depth of the mystery of the Shemitah, which we are looking at now. Khan says the Shemitah even affects modern times. The Shemitah reveals itself to all. Here's the questions he poses to us now that we are going to look at later in the book. It says, now we can embark on an expedition to find the pieces of the ancient mystery. We will then begin placing the pieces together until the mystery is revealed. In the process, we will answer these questions. Could there be an ancient phenomenon lying beneath some of the most critical events of modern times? Could this phenomenon be operating behind some of the most dramatic and monumental collapses of Wall Street 
and the global economy? Could this phenomenon underline some of the most colossal events of modern history? Could these phenomenons from ancient times be so precise that it has not only determined events in the modern world, but also ordained their, their timing down to the exact date, hour, and events? Think about that, people. The end times. Could this phenomenon already be affecting, shaping, and altering our lives and the lives of virtually everyone we know? Does the ancient mysteries hold the keys to what the future holds? What is yet to come? Think about it. If you believe, think about it. Are these signs and harbingers warnings, warning us of what lies ahead? For the believer, it means redemption. But for the unsaved, it means disaster. Will the American age, as we know it, continue for many more years? Or will it witness its end? Good question to answer. Is America in danger of becoming calamity, a collapse, even judgment? What does the future hold for the world? Let us now begin the search and the hunt. So think about it, people. Jonathan Kahn is stressing how the Shemitah affects our lives, how it works, how God put it in order of things, and how it's supposed to be. Think about it. I don't care if it's in the King James Bible, in the complete Jewish Bible, whatever Bible, it's still there. It's mentioned. So take a deeper look. Take a deeper things. Do your own research. Do your own study. And look at it. Well, we're coming to the top of the hour, and I'm going to make another announcement. I'm going to invite you again to Impact Church. You can find Impact Church at impact-arnton.com. Their Sunday services are 11 a.m. Their Thursday Bible study groups, uh, I can get you that information. They're usually at 630. Uh, the church is located at 2319 South 9th Street in Arnton, Ohio. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram just by typing in Impact Church. Um, they have an event going on this Sunday evening uh, on March the 1st of 2020, an evening loving our Lord or loving my Jesus. The band write, written will be there. I advise you don't bring any electronic phones. If you do, turn them off or leave them in your car. If your children have electronics, leave them at home. This is a family night, so enjoy yourself. That's what we're there for. We're there to worship God and enjoy the music. We have Sunday services in the morning. I hope to see you there. Um, we're coming up on our devotional hour, uh, which I got two more segments in the hour. We're 30 minutes in, 32 minutes in, and I'll be cutting this one short here shortly. Um, our next devotional will be... Out of Jesus Always, and then the other half will be another devotional out of another one of Sarah Young's books. But we've done this week's series from Jonathan Kahn, and I'm going to top the hour off and enjoy it. I'm going to give kudos to Mercy Me. That's our music behind us tonight. And I hope you guys enjoy what is going on on Facebook, Instagram, and our podcasts. I'm making it a weekly thing, so I hope you enjoy them. 
I give you the outline of things to come and things that will be. We've got quite a long way. Eight months is a long time to do a study, but we will be start doing it. So I hope you appreciate it. So as we come to the top of the hour, I'm going to conclude Shemitah for the evening. I endorse the book. Here's our book. People online, look for Jonathan Kahn and his Shemitah. He has several books. I'm still looking to get the book Harbinger. So... I hope to get it soon. Um, We're coming at the top of the hour. And I am going to tell you about many things. I hope you listen to the sponsored information. Uh, That will be updated shortly. Um, But it's about Anchor. I use Anchor for my podcasting. So I hope you take up Anchor. It's free. And there's no charge for it. Um. As far as that goes. And again, I hope you're, I, I hope to see you at Impact Church. Remember, impact-arnton.com. That's where they're at. Or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram by typing Impact Church. Um, they do weekly services. You can watch their uh, videos and so forth online. I hope to see you guys there. All right. I work on, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh for a little bit, for about five or ten minutes, and we will stop the recording here. And to my podcast audience, we're at the top of the hour. I'm counting down the minutes. Um, I will, if you have any questions, you can contact me by Facebook. Just look for sacredelohims.com under my name, Kimberly Annapol, or Yahloma Sakara. If you're going to contact me by Google, you can uh, contact me by starcross2013 at gmail.com. That's my email. I won't give out phone numbers or anything like that. Um, or you can come to Impact Church and see me there. And I hope to see you there tomorrow. All right. So we're coming at the top of the hour to my podcast viewers. Remember, starcross2013 at gmail.com. Where you can find me on Facebook or Instagram under... Instagram under Kimberly and a poll together or your local rabbi on facebook.com. You can find that on your Loma Sakara. That's all you type in and that's where I'll be at. Or just type my name and it'll come up. Kimberly and All right. So we're at the top of the hour and I'll be gone for 10 minutes and we'll be back. So we're right now at the top of the hour getting ready for our last of our recordings And we're going to have two readings on this last recording, and then we're done. So we are going over letting go and trusting in Jesus. And we're going to be discussing a bundle of decisions. Here's our verse for the day. It's in 2 Timothy 1.7. God's spirit does not make cowards out of us. The God gives us power, love, and self-control. According to the reading, uh, bundles of decisions is spirit-given. It means the power, love, self-control, and courage. Remember that. Some decisions may include marriage, moves, caretaking of ailing family members, loss of loved ones, and relationship decisions. Ooh. In this, Yahuwah wants us to deal with decision-making with love. Remember, God wants us to make Decisions with our own mind with love. 
Instead of rushing into decisions or responding with them with unbridled emotions, hold your emotions back. Yahuwah calls on us to use self-control. Self-control can help us with decision-making. Ooh, so think about that for the discussion today. And again, I'm going to alert you to Impact Church, what's going on there Sunday the 1st. They've got a band coming in named Written. Show up before 6 because they will be having it somewhere between 6 and 6.30. It's on 2319 South 6th Street, Arnton, Ohio. You can get in touch with them at impact-arnton.com or you can get them on Instabook or Facegram. They have Sunday services at 11. They also have Thursday life groups at 6.30. So if you need that information, just contact me at starcross2013 at gmail.com. All right, so... Our last part of our session, basically, is going to be reading Jesus Always. Um, I'm not going to do too much with this devotional tonight. Um, I don't want to overcarry what we're doing, but I will read uh, one section. Just give me a minute to turn in it. Um, here's our verses from this, Jesus Always, by Sarah Young. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. For the former things do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing new things. Now in sprigs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Another verse is in Psalms 18.24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Another verse is from Psalms 16.11. You will show me the paths of life in your presence of fullness of joy. At your right hand. Are pleasures forevermore. Do not dwell on the past, he says. I am doing new things. As you're being a beginning a fresh new year, rejoice that I am continually working newness into your life. Do not let recent disappointments and failures define you or dampen your experiences. This is the time to make a fresh start. I am a I am Yahuwah of unlimited capabilities. Expect me to do super surprising things in the year that stretches out before you today is a precious gift the pre- the present moment is where i meet with you beloved so seek my face throughout the day that i have made i have carefully prepared it for you with tender attention to every detail i want you to rejoice in it and be glad in it search for signs of my loving presence as you journey along the path of life Look for the little pleasures I have strewn along the sides of the paths. Sometimes it might be surprising places and thank me for each one. Your thankfulness will keep you close to me and help you find your joy in your journey. So we're embracing the joy of his journey. So this ends our session. Uh, I am going to recap it. Uh, We discussed about Jonathan Kahn. And we did section one. That would be our first week's Bible study session. And remember, eventually I'll have some of these things posted. And remember, if you're unsaved and you're seeking enlightenment or you're seeking wisdom or you're seeking just peace, seek Yeshua. He's the only one. He's our only light. He's our only way of going. And I encourage you by John 3, 16, 
read it. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And for those that are saved, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Ushalim, Ushalai, and I give you many blessings and many encouragements, and I pray over you many blessings to come in his precious name. And I want to say Shabbat Shalom to you. And this ends our session for tonight. And I will see you next week, same place, same time. Remember that.